Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Let me just break something down to you real quick Before you begin to judge me I walk that proverbial line between life and rhyme So if my life is crime Son, it's obvious that I gotta exploit what touched me So you can sit back and render your verdict at the end of the day Peace, peace, and it's hip-hop, you don't stop mm. Hip-hop advocate show with John Figs De La Music and the Rough uh, Episode 37 Woo. Damn, yo, 37 Sounds big, right? Yo, real big so, yo, I had to bust out the 37 and the beating us, baby. Oh, shit. Yo. Word up. Fellas. Going crazy. See who's scientific. <laughs> yo. Talk it, talk who, it. When was that time you were like, yo, that divine moment, like, yo, I want to pick up the mic? It was uh, around 98, 99. Mm. I got inspired. Around that time. I told I told you I got I, I, musical massacre. I heard first, and then I went back and went and caught Stone Crazy. Wow! Caught some gems at that one. Stone Crazy, top ten albums of all time, hip hop. Stone Crazy. Wow. Sure. Well, for me, I was about twelve years old. I seen. I went to a block party. Mm. Shout out to Off the Mental. He's doing his block parties in Rio. Mm-hmm. And yo. I seen this dude hit the stage. I was like, damn. And I remember I had a tape up. I had a fro. The wind was flowing. I remember that, that precise moment, bro. Flowing through your fro? What? Flowing. Ice pick and all that. And then the fucking, the pick, the fro pick. I seen the dude perform. I'm like, yo, I was blown away. I'm like, yo, that's what I want to do. I want to pick up the fucking mic. You know what I'm saying? Yo, our next guest, so heavyweight. You know what General. I'm saying? Chief General. The Chief General. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Northern was Queens. Good, was good, was good. You know what I'm saying? General. You know what I'm saying? Chief Gap Gotcha in the building. Yeah. Yo, Corona Zone. What's up, baby? What, what up, up, baby? Guy? What's good? What's going uh, on? Yo. Literally heavyweight. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> yo, but on the mic, man. Yo, that's a true story, kid. I, first time I peeped you, you know what I'm saying? Perform. I was like, damn, yo, you're killing it. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you. Appreciate you. You know, just... Just love the art, you know what I'm saying? Always love the music, always love the culture, especially, you know, you know, we real geographical, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So especially when I got to put on for my city, for my town, always for my rapping. Ave, always repping. Yeah. Always. And we heard you on this album, mm-hmm. on the Stone, Stone Crazy. Crazy. That's ill. Shout out to Junkyard Juju, you know what I'm saying? I love that man, that man, you know, he opened big doors for his brother, you know, he, he was like... To this day, he's like top five best producer that I've ever oh, yeah. seen, that I've ever heard. Bar none that I've worked with, I'm you know more than blessed to have worked with him. You know what I'm saying? He's a great musical ear. He's a great thinker. You know he's he's official. You need to have him on the show. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yo. <laughs> open doors, baby. Yo. Mi casa tu casa. You heard? Yo, guy. So we we are super happy you're over here. Definitely. When we started. 
we we were like right behind you. We, we linked up with O, and O will always talk about you. We would hear your music. O always has music in the stash, mm -hmm. so he would let us hear your unreleased joints, things that you was working on, and we would get inspired by it. We would see you every every last every third Thursday of the month. In uh, the Bowery Poetry Club, we would see you performing over there. And we were at when we first started, we weren't performing, we were just watching you and Kaya do your thing. Right. So, we've always been watching you. So, you know, it's beautiful to have you over here. Yeah, really. um, I appreciate you guys having me. So, just this so the people that don't know you, like we know you, mm -hmm. just uh, tell them um, how you started, how you started music. We got you, yeah, what started the hit? So, let me first give O Incredible a shout out. O Incredible's like the watcher of our movement he's always going to be the one that has the archives so if you want to ever get some exclusive gab gotcha shit or kaja cardona shit or some yeah highlight on incredible you heard but um music shit music started early um you said something about like 91 was your first verse? no well, oh, that's wait. when i started but i mean i started listening to hip-hop early like talking about early 80s um i started like Damn, you know started from the whole when um red alert was on 98 mm. um chuck chill out was at 107.5 um when there was nothing but video music box to watch hip-hop on wow to watch videos on um when if you wanted to catch an ill beat that you caught your ear you had to literally record that shit on a tape and loop it you know what I'm saying? Like, just record it, click, play it, click, play it, mm -hmm. click. I mean, through all phases of recording, from recording on on, on reels to ADAT. Damn, you was you recorded on, on all that On big reels, shit? yeah, hell yeah. Big wow. studios, man. Like, ill studios, Sony Soundstage, um, Platinum Island. Obviously, Power Play, you know, which is now, you know... Um, I forget what they call it now. There was no punching in back in those days, right? It was punching in, but the engineer was looking at you <laughs> sideways, nigga. <laughs> like when they punch when when you were saying, "Can you punch me in?" It was like, "Really? I mean, do we have to? You can't just spit that shit straight." <laughs> That's Come crazy, on, son. But yeah, no, it, it was it was there was punching in, but there was a thing about you knocking your shit out in one take back mm -hmm. then. That was a big deal. So. You always, like, before you learn how to fucking write, because people, you know, people got to learn to write, There's, and it doesn't happen right away. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be like Nas in order for you to write since you're like a baby, right? But, like, when you learn how to write, you learn how to space out your bars so that you can catch a breath in between your bars so you're not caught out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But before that, you used to try to pack everything in bars. Like, and you used to be like, yo, I want to make sure I say... 50 words in this one sentence you know what i'm saying machine gun flowing or whatever i was never really good at that because i was always chubby and i always had to fucking breathe you know what i'm saying so i wasn't really good at that I, so i learned how to like write early space my shit out i always have this inner metronome in my head that's always the same tempo so most of the raps that i do if you listen to my bars they're always kind of in, in the same tempo yeah because there's always a certain metronome and a certain speed that i know i sound good in i know what i don't sound good in you know what i'm saying so i'm not gonna be sounding good on shit that drags like a lot of these lo-fi beats that dudes be rocking on you know what i'm saying like i don't knock it some of that stuff is fire but you know 
I personally don't sound good on it because I don't like the way I sound when I'm, you know, spitting in a slow cadence. Oh, you mean the shit with no drums and shit, right? There. Shit like that. Even though I like, I like some niggas flip. You know what I'm saying? Um, like my man Neck. Um, some dudes flip them no beat joints. Yeah. Official. Like that. You could. That's that. That's some dudes that when you spit when they spit on it, you know they're. You know they're they're actually catching the flow of the beat, the tempo, but they're doing it in a way that's unique. Like there's a few people that do that really nice. Yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna front. I needed something. I need to hear like it's good. It's always good. You gotta know your lane, right? You gotta know yeah. what you're good at. Mm -hmm. That's good to master that and figure that out. It took me a while to figure that shit out. To write, to know where I could write and I could punch it without punching in. Took a while for me to figure that shit out. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that you're just gonna write, and you know you, you got to practice it. And, you know, rewrite shit. You you know you cut words off, you move mm -hmm. words around. You you know, it takes a while like to get to that point. <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, so I mean, look, 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 going back to you know your, your early days. So do you remember your first rhyme ever written? Yeah, your, the first rap you ever wrote. I remember. <laughs> I remember something, <laughs> right? I'm not going to say it's my first rap that I wrote because I'm not sure of that, but I... Oh, shit. Oh, pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I pulled it back. Um, the first rap that I ever wrote, I would say... I'm the G-A-B-R-I-Y-O, but you can call me Gab. Tuna kicks the beat, and my DJ's name is Nam. And Eddie, where this cut so quick, he's Gab, a man, not a myth. He takes out all them symptoms. There's <laughs> something bad about that. That's about, that's about, that's about. And that was it. That's how it started. As simple as that. But I'm talking about this is in the early 80s, in the late 80s already. You know what I'm saying? So, of course. And that was our show improvement. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first bars that i can remember now there's probably shit that's crazy they remember that shit you know why yeah. i remember it because these guys always remind me of that shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying because they always because they remember it mm. wow. he knows it fucking eddie probably knows it and eddie hasn't heard it in years but that's because i don't know it was it was, it was something in that moment that we made that it's a beautiful moment in history. It's like, yo, we got we got our own now. Yeah, we got our own real. fucking MC now. It's like, nah, it's just a beautiful <laughs> moment in history because we didn't have no idea. Look, I was still going to St. John's during that time, St. John's Prep. I got kicked out. Mm. It wasn't no surprise. That was like <laughs> that was that was gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like once we brought motherfucking the whole crew up to fucking greet and meet St. John's, it was over. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Yo, we used to go up there, man, in high school. Oh, Yo, shout out to Nick. My boy Nick used to be, he used to go to uh, over there to St. John Prep. And, oh, uh, yeah. And then we used to go to AV. And then one time, we, one of my mans, Birdo, had beef with a dude. His, some, somebody was trying to hide a shorty by. We went over there, like 50 deep. And the dude had to hop in his man's trunk and leave the school. <laughs> Y'all yeah. wanna hear some crazy shit? Why not, man? So of course the niggas that we had beef with were from his high school. Mm. From AV? From AV. Maybe. Wow. So, so this is how that yo, shit would pop off, right? Yo, I think so, that was that was the beef. It was us. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Nah, no, you're no, a little no, bit younger yeah, than me. I'm younger, I'm younger. <laughs> <laughs> yo, but nah, it was it was it was 
it was it was kind of crazy um it would start because we would jump on a train in dip mars and you know we going to a motherfucking catholic high school so everybody got the uniform and the shit mm. you know tie and of course niggas from aviation aviation high school a lot of dudes from queensbridge go there yeah. ravenswood you know what i'm saying so they got their thugged out element over there ta7 like crew that we directly had beef with from corona you know what i'm saying at that time shots to everybody though that's, that's three letter shit. crew shit you water, know what I'm water under the bridge <laughs> you know, that, that shit don't mean nothing no more man shots to everybody i love you all but um back then there was no love nigga back yeah. then it was on site you know what i'm saying so <laughs> yeah it was real. so it was and that was because nah niggas used to fucking get beat up in queensboro plaza he could jump out the, in the beginning when niggas didn't know no better yeah dudes was coming out the train and then the dudes from aviation <laughs> was laying up in the court in the customer and then niggas was getting beat up ping pong ping going <laughs> their pockets ping bang bing yeah. going shit. home with eye jammies niggas is so of course they caught one of our niggas lenny oh damn sorry <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they called one of my mans or whatever, and they roughed them up pretty bad, son. So we got tight, and that's how that's how we started the beef. Then we started catching dudes in, in um, Queensboro Plaza too. Yeah. So Queensboro Damn. Plaza, there was a time when Queensboro Plaza was mad tension, nigga. You was in the train. Oh, we getting close, nigga. Everybody, Yo, ready. everybody ready, right? Lace up your boots. You already know. But that's hip hop. If it's more right than there. fifty, roll up and ball up, nigga. You know how it is. That's hilarious. That's hip hop, and feel Yo, like. Yo, that was yeah. That was I loved it. You know the eighties and early nineties. You know what I'm saying? It was all about crews. You know what I'm saying? Your crew. You know what I'm saying? You you got to perform. You're, you're rolling up there 50, 60 deep. You know what I'm saying? You had to. Yeah. You know? It's hip-hop. It was, yo, it was love, man. Beautiful it was, times. Beautiful and, times. And then that leads into the first chapter. That leads into me getting kicked out of there and up in Newtown. We'll skip Newtown. Newtown was cool. You know what I'm saying? I had memories there, but let's skip Newtown. And let's go straight to my GED school, Elm Corps. Mm. Elm Corps. Elmcore. That's where I meet my man Sadiq, aka Creature. Ooh. Of the now infamous and famous Rebelmatic. Big shouts to that brother. Big shouts to Creature. I love you, man. You know how it is. And that's where we met, and that's where, you know, oh, you rap? You rap? Yeah, let me hear something. Oh, no, 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 Oh, that's cool. That's cool. What you, you know, what else you doing? No, no, no. And then, you know. We put two things together. We started rapping, and then he told me about his man. Yo, I got a homie, you know, but, but you know, he's white. Book now, life. back then, it wasn't a big, I mean, it was never a big deal to us, but back then it was like, oh, word, is he nice? Because there was no M&Ms yet. Yeah, you got to ask that question back then. So, <laughs> yeah, he's nice. And then when I heard him, yo, oh, nasty. God bless your soul. I don't know where you at, Buck. I know you may be still here, may not be still here, but you're one of the best. Wow. This sounds like the creation of the, the Triflix. And this is what births the Triflix. Ooh. Let's wow. go. Let's go. And then the Triflix, we started recording with Shasta Artie, Chef Boy Artie. Um, I don't know if y'all are well smart. He was a producer. He was one of the first producers that that heard us and wanted to fuck with us. Back then, that was a big deal. There wasn't a there wasn't like thirty thousand producers like they are now. Back then, it was only a select number. Well, it wasn't as many studios either. Exactly. Mm. Ooh, 
cool in these I'm spots sure. to record at. Yo, you know where we went to record? We used to go to Funky Slice Studios in, in, in Brooklyn, in downtown BK. The same recording studio where an infamous rap group, Mob Style, used to go record. I don't know if y'all know who Mob Style is, but if y'all don't, do the research. It's Mob so Style used to have I'm a not. member of the group. His name was AZ. Mm. Oh. And AZ, y'all know who AZ oh, is. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Wow. History right there. And this is around 1996. This is, this, no. Oh, this is 89. Yeah. 90. 91 yeah. at the most. And we used to go record there. Then we used to bounce to VIC, Vic Padilla, Grandmaster Vic. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if y'all know him, but he's like co-produced a lot of beat nut stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's an ill producer himself shots the vic great yeah. producer and he used to let us record at his lab too and he's doing like like spanish music now i think i'm not really sure i haven't spoken to the brother yeah. but he's always into something he's, yeah he's a brilliant mind always creating yeah. and it was through vic that we got to meet juju because even though juju was from the hood like we back then it was still kind of like you just don't approach niggas like that. Mm -hmm. You make you wait you wait for somebody to plug Co-sign. you in, cosign yeah. you, bring you in, because that was the only way you was getting in. That Corona circle back then was tight. Mm -hmm. There wasn't too many dudes fucking. It was like an in the like it was an interlock circle, you know. Um, but he, you know Juju fucked with the music. He fucked with us, and he gave us a beat. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, we did Genuine. We did When the Bumps Come, Ripping Up Your Town. We did Joints Big City. We didn't do too much. But that little bit of records got assigned to a label called Fourth and Broadway. That's the same one that uh, Mob was mm -hmm. signed, when to. We signed to. When we signed to Fourth and Broadway, Mob left. Mm. And that was when... I, that's why I met the RZA the first time. That was Gravediggers. Wow, great. Poetic. Um, what's my man's name? I think it's Fuquan. Wow. But um, but yeah, that's why I met the RZA for the first time. That's hell, man. Later on in life, our paths would intertwine again. Oh yeah, we gonna get into that. Yeah, that's and, a. And yeah, that was the Tripolix. The problem with us, ironically, was me. Hey, you're being honest, right? Yeah. No, I mean, it's years later. It's already water under the bridge, water so far that I can't see it. But the problem was me because I was living another life, too. Mm. Slashing and dashing, moving and streets grooving. are calling, maneuvering and shoovering, like my yeah. man Clyde the Glide says. So at that time, I was watching the Nick game. In the fruit of my youth, I, in my mind, I'm like, you know, like invincible, right? Like I, I know everything. There's no OGs around. What teenager doesn't. There's no OGs around me though. There's no OGs to be like. I mean, JB was there, God bless his soul. But you know what I'm saying? We was all looking at the same goals. And we all knew what we had to do. And that time, we knew what we had to do to get there. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we had big aspirations. You know, we aspired to purchase the label that we were actually getting signed to, which was Hydra. You know, but that was with a whole other, that's like a whole other conversation. Damn. But, but just the fact that y'all even like thinking that way. Yeah, that's some Yeah, shit. that's what I'm saying. So we was already in the, we was already, that's where our mind was already. So there wasn't nobody saying, yo, you know what? You should pump the brakes and just do music because you're obviously going to get to a point where you're going to get super hot. But there was nobody to do none of that. Mm. The only examples I had was my own pop. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, at that time, I didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. It was just, that was the mentality. You know, like you said, a teen, being like a, a, a teen in the 90s, in the, in the early 90s, late 80s, was you was coming up on some you don't give a fuck shit. Even if you was doing good. Even if you was doing good, you were still coming up on some you know what? If the right opportunity arises, I'm jumping into something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had ambition, though. Yeah, yeah that was man. ambition. Yeah. But, you know, ambition is like any, th- any, any, any other excess that you have in life. You know, anything that you exceed. When you exceed an ambition, you start to lose conscious, lose sight of the little things. That's in front of you at the moment. The little things like you know like knowing that you shouldn't be talking nothing on the phone you know the little things but little things that in the feds are big things so yeah to make a long story short we you know get to that too. That, you know but but yeah so then we you know the trifelix because because of the the way that i was rocking and you know we decided that the best thing to do would be to just go our own way when um when that happened you know creature obviously went and did his thing and he morphed into what he is now which is a an even iller version of whoever he was back then he's just he's found his niche and his zone and his wave and he's like he's doing his thing i, I love rebelmatic and um and me creature i mean Juju came and was like, yo, let's do a couple of records. And that's out of that. And then out of that, when we did the records, we took them to this dude. Um, I think it was Jerry Famillari. Shouts to Jerry and Johnny Famillari. Hydra Entertainment. Mike Heron. Oof, Mike, my man, Mike. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we, we got signed to them. And that's when we did um, Angles. Mm-hmm. That was back then, nineteen ninety six. Wow, we did the that was Stone Crazy. That was when we did the Stone Crazy too. Bless the mic. But I was on two. But I was on. I was on two three break on the on the first album. Um, um, street level. Street level. It was dope. Wow, nineteen ninety four. 1994 and I'm not even talking about like the aspects of what we used to what used to be our daily lifestyle as far as music was concerned if I was dedicating time to it at that time we were always going places to rap 
We did Bobito stretch eighty nine. Yeah, that's one thing I'm interested in knowing. Like, how was it like back then? Right, like, right. We we started hitting up studios in the mid two thousands, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, every what was it? Every Friday was our day. Well, oh, or Tuesday, I think it was. Right, mm-hmm. we had our day with this. You know, like, yo, that was when we yo we going to the studio. Have your shit ready. We're gonna knock two three songs out. Boom. Like, what was that like back then? Like. At that time, like, well, y'all, I mean, I'm sure there was some kind of focus like that, right? Like, it's it a was, job. It was daily. Every day? It was daily, yeah. That's I didn't have a job. My job was, I was getting money, but I didn't have a job, mm-hmm. right? My job was music. And it wasn't even a job. It was something you loved. It was just that's what, that's what doing like. something that came naturally and... It was, I don't know, it was just a great chemistry that we had. It was a great time. Like, I firmly believe that, you know, if thing, if Destiny wouldn't have intervened, one or two things could have happened, right? <laughs> what ifs, right? So, if April 9th, 1997 doesn't happen and I keep moving forward, chances are that... You know what I'm saying? I'm riding that whole wave with the, with the with with the beat nuts, with the off the book shit, with the pun shit. I get to meet pun. We probably record records. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole bunch of shit that would have un. You know, at that point, at yeah. that time, you know what I'm saying? I I, I you know I, I recognize that I had a little buzz too. So, but I mean, whatever. You know Hold what? Up. I don't. What was that date though? You mentioned the date. You got to say what the fuck happened. I'm you know the day, baby. You know it. April 9th, 1997 was when I was taken away from my family. Just leave it that way. Because mm-hmm. I do have younger family members that will probably watch this on their own time. And they'll, you know. Nah, you but I'll just leave it at that. Say no tell more. It clean. Say no to more. gladiator school. You know what I'm saying? So that's another aspect of my life that. I don't what look back it? and be like... Gladiator school. That's nothing to glorify. It's nothing to glorify, yeah, you know never. what I'm saying? But it made me... I could have I could have just went left while being in there and just came home on some real, I want to get more money shit. Like a lot of dudes do. A lot of dudes go in there, and the feds, you're liable to run into the plug. Mm-hmm. No, it's a school. You know, you're going to bump into the plug. Niggas tell me all the time, like, yo, niggas that been done to yeah. I know, personally, yeah. that shit is yeah. school right there. Niggas that know how to take it in. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So if you, you can you can become a scholar at crime, too, mm-hmm. if you want to. If that's what if you, if you know that that's what you do and that's what you're going to die doing, yeah. then yeah, you can learn from there. You can get your connection. You come home and... But I lost too much mm-hmm. to even want to even step in that realm again. Real. I lost too much. It, I remember sitting down with, with, with an Italian person. I'm not going to mention his name, but let's just say that he's like um, renowned, right? And he told me, he was like, yo, so how much did you get, you know, how much... How many, how many, how many classes did you get for this semester? And I was like, Yeah, I got to take ten classes. And he goes, Did you make enough money to last you for the ten classes? Mm. And I'm like, Hell no. Shit, ain't no financial aid in this motherfucker. And he was that's like, crazy. So that's where you're fucking mm. up already. Mm-hmm. If you know you're gonna come to school, 
you gotta have enough money to pay for your motherfucking <laughs> so you know what I'm yeah. saying now I wasn't completely <laughs> broke but whatever I did have stacked up got got thrown into school because I had to live mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and that's big though this is a good lesson right here you give it yeah, right nah man look Drop everything the in life whatever you get into I'm never gonna judge nobody you could do whatever you wanna do mm-hmm. but just remember that Everything that you do is gonna affect somebody else. Yeah. Yep. Big At, time. When you start losing sight of that, when you start becoming so blind to everybody else that you're just focused on what you're doing and you don't care how it affects everybody else, that's the beginning of your end. That's Damn. the beginning of your downfall. Because once you start losing sight of the little things, the big things are gonna come and eat you up. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yo. You're spinning balls right now, bro. Wow. It's nah, gems. Shit. The one thing I told my cousin, my cousin, I had to take, I took him to court the day he had to go in. He walked in, sat in the court, said bye to his wife, said bye to me. He walked in, he was like, yo, when that door's closed, you had to sit down for two years. Oh, uh, way. No, no, I'm talking, oh, no, it was oh. back then. No, but I just signed that, that, you know, that, that I told him oh, when yeah. he came back home. Yeah, yeah. I said, look at all this shit. You know, even though your family was good and all that, but look at all the shit oh, your yeah. wife you had to go through. In them two years, coming to see you, fucking traveling, fucking five-hour drives. I went over there one time. I was like, yo, cuz, I love you, nigga. You coming home six months, I'll see you then. I ain't coming back here again, nigga. This is a ride. <laughs> yo, but that's real shit. You do it all without breaking a sweat, and you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to a queen CEO to your business, to Tuesday tennis, taekwondo classes, kids' homework, family dinners, lunches, the daily workout, trips to the vet. Oh, man, you could do this with style and with confidence. That's why Affinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls, on top of the kids' also lessons, not to mention your side hustle. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Available features like panoramic moonroof, seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front row seats. Introducing the all-new Infinity QX60, designed to help you conquer life in style and confidence. Learn more at infinityusa.com. Now, with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. When we met O... My man was, he was a doorman upstate. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember once you graduated, you know, always, always, you know what I'm saying? Yo, when he comes back, he's going to come back hard. He's going to come back twice as ill of this and that. And hus- was Hustler's Prayer. That was, that was like your debut, right? If, um, that was the first album, yeah. Yeah. That was the first album. I remember, yo, I remember. I still have the CD. I still have it. You talking to the coconut juice? I still have that. I was going to bring it, but I ran out of my crib so fast. I forgot my butt and I forgot that shit. But I remember the feeling of, um, yo, that shit's pop. Yo, that's coming out. That's dropping. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Gap's performing. You know what I'm saying? It's like a sense of urgency. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And just, yo, just the name alone, yo, you, 
because you you hustle you're, you're hustling you're praying and, and just putting those two things together that was genius let's i'll talk about hustler's prayer for a quick second so that song is super special to me in a few ways one that's the only live recording of my mother that there is so you know wow. god bless her soul i get to yes. listen to her give me a blessing every time i listen to that record wow we all get to get a blessing every time we listen to that record you know what i'm saying he knows what i'm talking about um that's deep and hustler's prayer was something that i always used to read before i used to go grind so there's a prayer called el justo juez and it's usually on the Colombian household's door right before you leave. Because that's where right before you leave to do, do whatever you're going to do, you can go, you can go, <laughs> it's the fucking, the irony in it. I can go out and go kidnap a kid and I'm going to pray before I go. You know. <laughs> but the whole point is that I used to have this prayer that we used to say, El Justo Juez, which when you read it, is the hustler's prayer. You know, protect me from the evil people that see me. Protect me from the authority. Protect me from people that want to do me harm. Protect me. So, you know, that's what Hustler's Prayer is. If you listen to Hustler's Prayer, mm -hmm. yeah. it's me basically saying, reading that prayer out loud, but so you can hear me reading it. Yeah. You know? So, that's what Hustler's Prayer is. It's it's a, I mean, that's one of my favorite joints. And it's a joint that I usually perform too. So whenever I do a set, Hustler's Prayer will probably be in that. But, but now you're talking about you're talking about the track. The but track you had the actual the original CD mm -hmm. that you had was actually that was the album called Hustler's Prayer. That's the name of the album. That's the title track. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it came out to because then a lot of those tracks that you had on there, you ended up putting on the album Timeless. Mm, yeah, we can go into that too. Which, so, there's a lot of hits on there. Like, but you know, before, it came off of that, <laughs> went into that. That went into that. I'll explain what happened there. But before we go into that, before we get into into Timeless and Hustler's Prayer, there was United States versus Gap Gotcha. I remember that. Ooh, yes, I remember yes, that. yes, yes, yes. That, yeah. that was, that was a mixtape that I did with Rael, Ghetto Grime, Oh Incredible. Yes. Um, he was mixing that. I remember always mixing the skit. Always mixing. Shots to sleepy. He's mixing that. You know joint. what I'm saying? I remember that. That's that how was, we were here. Your, your joints, because mm -hmm. of O. And Scarborough was mixing. Shout to Scarborough, my brother. Yeah, that's one thing too. I, I love your you and your brother's relationship. I always admire that. Thank you. You know, and me as having an older brother, like you know, my brother. You know, I always look up to my brother. Like my brother's mine. Even though he's a bitch, nigga. Oh shit! All right, I love that nigga. We going to We going. I admire my brother more than anybody in this world. I can say that because I love that nigga and I admire that nigga more than anybody in this world. Nah, that's that's exactly how I feel about my brother. You know. Nah, nah. It's the love and the hate, huh? Nah, you know that brotherly love, kid. Brotherly love goes a long way, man. And and yeah, nah. The United States versus Gab Gotcha was. That was when, those were days that we were in Ghetto Grime Studios, right? L, JCNY, wow. Sleep, in this dungeon in the backyard, in the garage. Mm. Dope nights, bro. I can't even, like, 
the energy was fucking brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Like we used to go in there. They all Ryle and sleep always used to have fire beats. Yeah. And they would just play shit and we would just record shit. It was organic. It was fucking great. I wish we would have had more social media, more camera phones back then. Imagine. You know what I'm saying? There was camcorders, but niggas wasn't niggas wasn't as open to the motherfucking cameras back then like that. No. Dudes was like, nah, don't take my picture. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas ain't even want to fucking Yeah, don't take my picture. It was you a problem. It was a big problem. Nah, yeah, don't record bro, me. Don't record like... me, you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but but I wish, you know, now in hindsight, I'm like, damn, I wish there would have been more of yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. That would have been priceless footage, but... But yeah, so you know, United States versus Gap Gotcha dropped. It garnered a little bit of a buzz. Then soon after that, Hustler's Prayer dropped, and once Hustler's Prayer dropped, I started shopping it around, and it fell into the hands of my man Ray Acosta, Shasta Ray Rock from Woo Music, and um, he hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, I like what you're doing, man. You should come out and see me. I'm in Jersey, and you know, I work for the RZA." You know, I work for the RZA's label. And so um, the RZA, I don't know if y'all remember, but they put out a Spanish label, remember? Mulatino. Mulatino. Yeah, Mulatino. When they first did Mulatino, not that I know too much about it, so I won't get into depth, but I know that they, you know, they got artists or whatever, and they were breaking artists open. But when they started to do that, that was around the time that I believe... um, What's the reggaeton joint that Nori's on? The Oye Tu Canto? No, no, yeah. that's um. You know, the one that blew up. Is it Oye Mi Canto? With Lumi, no, not Lumi. Yeah, yeah with, 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 yeah, that's not Lumi, Lumi D, with um, the twins. The twins, girls. yeah. With the Oye Mi Canto with Nina Sky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Nina, Nina Sky. So, you remember that when that shit dropped, that shit like took over everything. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like, just like, it shut down like the Wu Latino label because the artists that they had weren't really pumping and they weren't really making music like so they were like you know what we want to try to turn we want to change we want to change it to woo music group and we want we want you to be the first artist that we sign you know um they had also signed at that time ydb which is old dirty bastards um one of his kids his son um and yeah, man, that was surreal too, in its own way. Yeah. That whole period. But <laughs> there did was you, also Did you have access to any Reza beats? Nah. Because <laughs> damn, nah. that would have been shit. He was there and he played me some shit and the shit that he played me out and like mm. Imagine telling the reason, nah. <laughs> nah, he, I mean, you know, nah, in retrospect, as great as, he, as great I understand as he is, why y'all didn't fuck with me after that. But, but as great as he is, <laughs> as great as anybody, uh, you know, everybody got whack shit. Everybody, no matter yeah, how throw, great, nah, you are. throwaways. Let's let's just, look. It wasn't that the shit was whack. None, what, what what happened was, from what I understand, he was just playing me like uh, a skeleton, if you will, mm. a loop. Mm. He envisioned more stuff on it that I didn't have the hindsight and the imagination to see what he was putting in my plate. So of course I passed on to it, and he probably he never offered me nothing again. Should have brought oh the visionary. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, "Yo, what are you stupid, man? <laughs> you telling the what? Come on, man." 
but of course nah but anyway like i said any everything in life there's things there's moments in life you recognize the mistake you see the mistake and you move on yeah. you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. all right that's what happened that's what happened let's Can't go hold on to the it's written close the page turn the next page so you that the rizza thing was it was it was dope because it's being part of one of the greatest, if not the greatest, mm. hip hop movement ever. Mm. Facts, no, and definitely. that shit is for life. Like to this day, I got fans just off of that shit. I don't know anything about nothing but the time that I spent through Woo Musical. Mm. They won't know any none of, no other catalog, but they'll know Timeless. Like oh, and they have a strong fan base. Like you could tell what type of dude I am. I never mooched off the I never mooched off the Woo brand like that. Y'all know because if no, yeah, tell me when I dropped the anything out with Woo shit. Yeah. Tell me when you see me push like mad Woo's. Not because I didn't love and respect the movement, but because I felt that it would have been wrong of me to do that. Because if they haven't brought me into their into their wing in order for me to be like you know it's cool to sign me right, and that does give me the the the. The, the privilege to be able to use the thing, the the you know, the, the wings up, the wings, right? But nah, you know what I'm saying? Like I always felt like That's big though. That's big you you saying that. Cause a lot of people think that, you know, they're gonna meet somebody, right? And they're gonna take off. Oh, cause now I just met this person. And you know, you gotta you, you gotta measure you gotta you gotta learn how to measure things in life mm -hmm. in general. Anything in general. You got to know how to measure. Some people take shit like that and be like, yo, let's take a picture with with, 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 a, with, a, with fucking Drake and be like, oh, shit. You know, they, they all of a sudden. I made it. I made it. Drake's camp. No, they I made know, it. But meanwhile, that was the only, like, that millisecond, that was the only moment they ever had yeah, with Drake. Yeah, yeah, You know? Like, Absolutely. People will run with that shit and take it, take it beyond. Hey, yo, you this know? was me chilling with Drake last night, man. <laughs> yeah. You kidding me? Yo. I was with him right here. Yo, there was um. Niggas will build a whole movie around. Yo, who, that should be forget. Damn, that should be on well, TMZ. That's really. Yo, what's that? What's the boy's name from uh, Pulp Fiction? Um, uh, Samuel? Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Some he's in the airport. Some dude takes a picture with him, posts it. Yo, chilling with my man Samuel. He sees it. He's like chilling. Yo, I was fucking catching a flight. It was just a picture. <laughs> yo, that's see crazy. what I'm saying? That's but that's, that's hilarious. Yo, man. for anything for views. But that's big yeah. though. That's big that you you, you know that. That movement, like right, you you took that as a, you know, an experience. Yeah. In your life, and you know, in your whole in your whole music career, that's right. what that was. You know, mm -hmm. like you you took that. You know, you you were, you were happy, you were proud of it. Yeah. But you weren't also gonna be like, oh, uh, Wu Tang, like you're Wu Tang now, like you know. Yeah. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm a Wu head. Oh, who I isn't? I think I would have been yo tattoo right here. Like, <laughs> yo, nah, I got I got I got I got a tat though. Oh. I, I, because it's it's true. Because at the same time, like I can, you know, it's not like I can't I can show the tat and they'll be like, Oh, oh you like the woo? And I'm like, Yeah, I do like the woo. But I was also part of that shit. You was part and not of it. Woo, not not the Wu Tang, but I, I was, was part yeah, of it. Yeah, no, you were you part know, of the movement. I was part of this movement for a split second. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but Another thing that happened during that time was my mom passed away. Mm. Damn. If anybody knows me, they know that my relationship with my mom was crazy. Our relationship, even with them, you know, Omar and them, they, you know, 
and that shit knocked me off of my axis. That shit derailed me. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Man, God rest his soul, man. So. Of course, there was mistakes that were made during that time. There was opportunities not taken advantage of during that time. Because when I lost focus, I lost focus. Yeah, I wasn't in it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I bounced. I basically, like, a year later, I bounced. I went to Colombia and I was like, fuck, right? I bounced. I couldn't. And in Colombia, I just got worse. And again... Once you start losing sight of the way the things you do affect others around you, mm -hmm. you're heading into a spiral. That's where I was. I was at that point where I didn't give a fuck how it affects anybody. That happens though, man. And I'm doing danger zone shit because I'm in a third world country where they kill niggas for nothing. Just for looking yeah. funny. And I'm out there wilding and partying like I'm Tony Montana. <laughs> Wow. Colombia, you got kidnapped quick, I heard. Hmm? You got kidnapped quick in Colombia. Yeah. Back in the day, at least. No, no. Um, <laughs> there was a plot to kidnap me. But <laughs> 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 well, that didn't work out for them niggas. <laughs> yeah. My cousins is all too in on the point. fucking... You're too my, on my, point. Nah, my, they, my, my, my cousins do too much legwork to let me get kidnapped. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? But something that you said, um, you, you said it a few times, mm -hmm. that what you do affects other people. Mm -hmm. Everything that, you, that you've accomplished, that you've done in the music world, has, was affecting people in Corona. And there's one person that we had on the show who came on here and said that and spoke about you very highly. He said that one of the reasons why he even did an entire project was just to get your attention because he he wanted to work with you that's how much he wanted to work with you and then i'm not i'm i don't think that you know who it is because i that was the first time that he shared that story and that was con boogie mm. oh con wow man i love con con shout the con boogie yeah, I remember Yo, con, con boogie yeah, was that. here and he said that um he really wanted to work with you but he didn't know how to how to make it happen so what he did was that he started making beats and he pushed himself to the limit, made the illest beats he could, That's created right. a project. He went to All the Right. He was like, yo, anytime you sell a like, shirt, just I remember walking in. into All the Right with a stack of CDs and I'm like, I don't want to sell these here. I don't want to do consignment. Anytime anybody buys something, just put it in a bag. Nice. Simple shit. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't got to force it on no one. If they toss that shit, it is what it is. But, you know, I remember scrounging the little money I had, whatever job I was working at the time, and I think I pressed up maybe like 300 copies. And I definitely got one in my and I, Yeah, and I remember <laughs> I, had a, I had a business card in that shit. I had a business card in it. And so for me, I think the pivotal moment for me, right, and I think this is a, it's kind of, what's the word, serendipitous of like this situation, which is that one of the first people that called me was Gab. Oh, right, was right. Gab. <clears throat> and it just so happens that before that, he was one of the artists that I wanted to work with. Mm -hmm. Like, I specifically almost made that CD in order to get his attention. Wow. So it's like... <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that, man? I thought man, that was that's, ill. That's crazy. That's, you know, 
Again, you know, shots to Khan. Khan is um a great Feel the mic a little. Yeah, we, we rock. We good. I see the I see the needle. Shasta, you know, Khan is a great individual. You know, I good, I've good recognized dude. this talent for years. Um I have a couple of I have a few songs with Khan that are dope. Yeah. You know, um the the um the opus. Which is the one that Khan. he's like telling you, you know, don't go to the street and you're like, yo, it's like the good versus bad type. Oh, yeah, that joke. Which was that one? That was that hard. Yeah. That's, That's hard. Fire. That's fire. I remember that joint. Damn, y'all just reminded me. It's funny. I forgot about that joint. That joint. I used to love that joint. Nah, Khan is dope, man. Khan. And, and he's a person that he has grown and evolved with the music in his own way. Like, he has his own niche. Like, he's, he's an artist. Like, he's like everything that an artist should be. You know what I'm saying? Creatively, he's balanced. Personally wise, he's approachable. He's always been humble. Mm-hmm. Facts. But super talented, bro. Super talented. Like he just designed a shoe. I want to work Wallaby. with you now, nigga. Shit. <laughs> he just designed a shoe for Wallaby uh, and yeah, Sweet Chicken. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I saw that. That's fire. The chicken and waffle joints. The chicken and waffle joints, yep. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, size eight and a half. <laughs> Eleven, and <laughs> and in, in, you know, an army green. Yeah. Nah, I love Khan, man. Khan is a great dude, man, and I've always had like, I've always gravitated good people. You know, there have been at times where I may have been the bad apple that spoils the good people that are around me, <laughs> but you know, like. I've always been blessed to be able to work with great people. You know what I'm saying? That's why I look back and, like, I don't have too many regrets. I may have a few because everybody does, especially when you get up to my, you know, to my floor. So. I got a funny-ass gaff story, though. I'm going to wait till later. (laughs) But, yeah, (laughs) there's tons of funny-ass gaff stories. But I feel feel like we skipped a whole, hold up, man. Yo, we had the brother Rod the Bliss here. Ooh, mm. Crown City. Crown City. We we skipped right over all of that. Nah, we haven't skipped it because we right. just haven't gotten into that yet. There's a lot to talk about. Crown City. Crown City is a lot to unpack. Wow. The Jihad joints. The Jihad joints. Jihad was Marley. Yeah. Ski. Um, so, Moon. Moon. Shouts to Moon. Word Moon up. Shine. He's out there on the West Coast killing it. Apartment. What is this? Uh, Apartment. Two. Well, I don't want to say the wrong yeah. thing on the air, but yeah, it's apartment something. But I know he's been doing his thing for years. Yeah. He's pretty much, you know, he's entrenched over there, you know, so he's he's doing good. Um, Crown City, man. When I came home, one of the first people to come and see me was Camille and Through. They came literally when I was on house, when I was still on house arrest. Like shout out to Through. When I still had the shouts to Through, Cam, the whole Crown City, Rod the Blizz, Evie. <laughs> Concept. Palmer Seven somebody, But um, that's what he was Willie about. Mays. Willie Mays, yeah. And yo, they came and they pitched it like, you know, we know who you are. We respect your music, and we would love for you to fuck with us. You know, they let me hear a couple of things, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I could fuck with it. Angel, shots the angel. And we made some great fucking music. Yeah. 
the yo. first of the month. Yeah, I was dropping every month, yo. dropping some shit. Some bangers. What? Like, that's a ch- part. I love the music that I do with Crown City. The like, Papoose before the Papoose? Yeah, yeah. Yo, so all of us put out ill projects. Yeah. All of us. Like, Camille put out projects. Um, Rod the Blizz through, through still rocking. Rod the Blizz is still rocking. Camille's still rocking, but he doesn't want to put it out there. But I know you still rocking. He's still rocking. <laughs> Basement. You know what I'm saying? Like he's too much of a genius not to. There's um, there's a Rod the Bliss and a Gap situation happening. Who said that? Uh, 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 we heard it. We heard it. We heard it through the great Yo, Michael. Yo, we asked. We asked Rod about it, and he was tight-lipped. He didn't want to say nothing about it. <laughs> he didn't want to let loose. So he, got, he got up and walked out. He's like, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like saying, yeah, there's something going on, right? <laughs> it's obvious. But, yeah, you know. The last project that I put out was my Des Medallion. Mm. And that was like, I guess, my, um, my rendition of a lo-fi album. You know what I'm saying? But I'm done with that phase of my life. And I'm moving forward, and I guess... Don't tell me you're making Christian music. No, no. You know what's funny? That when I was in school, somebody very prodigious in the crime world told me, yo, uh-huh. you should do Christian raps. If you want to do Christian rap, I'll back you financially. Wow. Wow. I'm not going to say his name, but the financial backing was there. Yeah. He wanted me to do Christian rap. He wanted me to rap about Jesus. I was like... It wouldn't be real, Papi. It wouldn't be real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm Couldn't saying? Like, I can't. You know, I'm gonna now. be rapping about that, and then I'm gonna be getting my dick sucked while I'm writing the bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna be real. Two buses and a couple of trains. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> two buses and a couple of trains. Interesting that bar, right? My bar is about a shorty that I used to go. I used to, I used to, um, I used to work when I first came home. One of the first jobs I got was with my boy. He used to have like a, a like a, an X-ray place. Mm. Like he was like the the boss of an X-ray imaging place all the way in West Bubble Fuck, like Rockaway, borderline Brooklyn. You know, down there, it's fucking crazy. So I used to be, I used to live in Flushing, way up by like 160 something street. So it was literally two buses and a couple of trains to get to work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, oh shit. So yo, I I ended up, you know, I ended up hooking up with a shorty from work. Mm. And whatever we started, you know, basically we at, at first it started right there in the office, just getting busy after the doors closed. Now, now yeah, yeah, I'm just you know I'm, I'm 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 I just came I just came home from school so you know I'm like open nigga you know like like it's the first time I'm just happy as fuck you know what I'm saying so, yo champion yo so, I mean we talking about the truck that, that track champion man. so that's we're talking about champion so that's she used to she now she's coming to see me she lives out west bubble fuck mm-hmm. over there she's coming to see me so now she's taking two buses and a couple of trains um, <laughs> yeah, is that the show that great. we heard on the radio that was on the, I, I heard that money man i heard on, on that's one that's when i heard the radio yeah camillo played that shit i've heard it you know a couple times shots yeah. to dj camillo always yo that brother i swear to god 
and I don't bother Camilo that much. Like, mm. but I, I, I throw a record to Camilo, he'll play it. But that's just the mm. relationship, not because it's a pressure type of thing, no, but because of the love that we have for each other. Like, respect. I, like, I've been, you know, I've known Camilo from the beginning, before. Yeah, I used to know what I'm saying. You know, Camilo, and he knows me before Camilo that. Camilo's one of the illest like club DJs, hands down. I used to go to spots, right? And he wasn't even on the bill, like. And this nigga Camilo would just be there for like a set, like an hour, and that shit will turn out. I was like, oh, this nigga's here. Like, I'll just be in some spot in fucking Long Island. I'll be in some spot in fucking Brooklyn, random, and he just pop in, rock it out, and kill the party and walk out and go do the next fucking party. Yo, it was him, <laughs> DJ Yuda. Um, and a couple of other DJs, and they had a little crew, and they all used to hang out. You know, they all used to live and rock around 85th Street Park on Northern Boulevard. Mm. They used to throw parties in there, and DJ by, Camilla uh, was DJing. With Junior High, that's why. That's um on 85th and Northern. That's um fucking IS. Two, um, two, not two twenty seven. Not two twenty seven. That's seventy. One forty nine. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. I don't know. Two digits. Oh but. Around I know what yeah. part you're talking about, though. <laughs> yeah, nah, and you know that's why I met them. You know that's why I met Al. Shouts to Al. Oh yeah. All lyrics. All lyrics. Still doing his thing. Um. Yeah, brother. Oh. Fucking I think crazy, it's, uh, man. I think it's a mo- it's, it's time for you know get 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 the story a little uh, you know motivated, get people a little in tune with Gab Gotcha. And what built Gab gotcha, right? Mm. Huh? Why not? So, I, so I, yeah, he's he's alluding to something, uh-huh. and this one is gonna be even more special. We want to know every time we have somebody on the platform, we always ask one question: mm-hmm. is what is their top five? Mm. So right now, fellas, I think it's a perfect time. I think so, yeah. Man. Yo, time for Gab Gotcha's top five. Check it out, y'all. Giving y'all the best. As we go a little something like this. Big Daddy Kane. Mm. Nice. Cool G Rap. Corona. Corona. Legend, baby. The originator of Corona. Am I wrong? Am I wrong for saying, hold up. Am I wrong for saying Cool G Rap is the originator? Rapper of Corona, you wouldn't be wrong for saying that. Mm. On Corona, <laughs> and that we talking what eighty six. When he came the Godfather, as far as I'm concerned, he's mm. you know what I'm saying. And then pun, baby. Pun. Ooh, number three pun. Notorious B.I.G. Mm. And Nas. Mm. Ooh, let's go. That's heavy. That's heavy, heavy. That's my top five. I like that. You're- but again. <laughs> There's another five <laughs> that I could have put as my top five, uh, and it would have hit the same. So That's you, what I'm saying. If like you this, were, if you were to build your dream team, 12, 12 players, twelve artists, twelve artists. Yeah. So we'll keep the five that I already said, right? So now we can throw in Buster. Oh. Um. Now we'll throw in Eminem. Okay. <sighs> Got five left. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Another five. Another top five. 
Black Thought. Oof. Genius right there. Um, Jay-Z, undoubtedly. Mm. Rakim. Rakim. We are nine. You haven't even we taken a look right at none of them. We are nine right now. And who else influenced me? You got some inspiration. It's going to be. Here. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to do it from my own. Ooh, I'm trying to I got cheat. you. It's literally who influenced me, right? So we're going to go back. And I'm going to put Bismarck on this list. Mm, yes. I remember listening to the Bismarck dance and was like, yo, this is the sickest beat I've heard in my life. And then just a friend, you know, obviously Slick Rick, again, you know, it could have been Slick Rick instead of Bismarck. You know what I'm saying? But like, there's so many, every, every, every decade could have a top five. Yep. The 80s could have a top five. The nineties could have I think a top that's how five. We gotta do it from now the, on, the, the the you know the ta- the thousands could get because that could have a top five, you know. Because obviously, a lot of people like if you were to ask somebody twenty years younger than me, their top five is going to be completely different. For yeah. sure, absolutely. Drake will probably be their top MC. Word. Young Thug or something, Kodak and Black. then you know they'll be you know Young Thug. They'll be you know what I'm saying, Little Wayne. But again, nobody's knocking that. Because it's true, these dudes are goats. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, if you don't like, you know, you can feel any type of way. But Drake is an ill artist. Like yeah. he's exceptionally talented. You know, I always, what I'm like saying? I always say, at the end of the day, is all about the execution. And he executes. You execute. these, these dudes all execute. Little Wayne got mm-hmm. classic albums under his belt. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? His mixtape run was yeah, crazy. Yo, there's Young Jeezy's one of my personal favorites. I could have yep. put Young Jeezy on any top five. Mm-hmm. I love Young Jeezy. You know what I'm Damn, saying? Like, he man. motivates me. I think I think we're going to have to change this top five by You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have to do top five. Uh, yeah. We're going to start. We're going to do top five 80s. Top motivation. Five. Yeah. We got, we got, he had an album called Doug Motivation. Doug Motivation. Yo, he was. Nobody talked. You know, nobody talked yeah. that Coke shit like he does. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? There's a thousand MCs that talk that Coke Hot shit. Push up. But you know, what you, you listen about to Pusha him. T, though? You, now you Pusha's say that. dope. Pusha's dope. Pusha's like one of my favorite artists as well. Mm-hmm. But I just like Young Jeezy hits me more. But Pusha's official. Like I can't. Drake Drake responded to finally right to Pusha T. When right now to the recent shit. Yeah. I thought yeah, I thought that they I thought that was some great new shit. I, yeah, I thought that was done. But real quick, that's the top five. Right top there. fifteen. Top twelve. Top twelve. The kid big like rims on a hummer. That's why she at my feet, sweating me like Tim's in the summer. Gotcha. 
Y ella conoce la clase Soy Calibre Galil cuando estallo en la calle And me I dig deep in the struggle It's like my life's full of dirt and my tongue is the shovel Y yo represento las ollas Dominando más pistas que Juan Pablo Montoya In other words I elevate more tracks and subways When you looking all across your map You ain't really ready for that I'm a connoisseur, lyrical carnival That was given a weapon, we throw the yard of war De las favelas de Brasil, populares de Medellín Represento los que mueren por vivir y sobresalir Gonna come up, chasing the dream No matter the scheme, pa' lo que sea, by any means Homie, we everywhere, just look around We hold it down like Y nos presente, esquina, esquina De cuadra, cuadra, si se calienta ahí Y nos presente, listen, we worldwide This is a movement, we ain't never losing life